So I don't know about you, you've got to make sure that when things are not going your way and a storm's coming, you know where to go, that you know there's a secure place for you to go. And I can tell you one thing, it has got to be built on the foundation of Christ and him alone. We have a scripture back there where Jim is. Hey, Jim, right there. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I mean, this is, we, we've learned this. How many people know this in your heart? You can, you can quote this at any time. Ah, trust the Lord with all your heart. You may even been counseling with somebody. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him or submit to him. Submit to Christ and he will make your paths straight. He, or, I don't know, that's a good sign. I like to walk straight. Who likes to walk straight? You ever, you ever take a day and you look in your house and say, what would it be like if I, didn't, if I wasn't able to see? And you try to do this thing, you know, I, I see if I can get through the house. Everybody likes the straight path. You know what I'm saying? Nobody likes that little, who, who slipped today? Come on now, be honest. Who slipped today when they went outside? Come on. Come on. The rest of you're in church. You need to be honest in church. Who slipped today? You walked outside and didn't see. You I'm telling you, you think it's okay. It's just slush. It's not slush today. It's ice. My son, it's so funny. We walked out of the house, and my son's walking before me. He goes like this, and I went, oh, be careful. And I went like this. <laughs> Jeez. It looked okay, didn't it? Didn't it look fine? I mean, it was just slush, some snow, no big deal. Golly, B, that scared the crap out of me. I just said crap, didn't I? <laughs> My wife is going to talk to me about that. You can't say that. I did, did. I said crap. It scared me. Behebeej, isn't there a word, behebeej? What is that, heebie-jeebies out of me? What's that? At least you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me ask you a question today. Who in the house is feeling beat up? <laughs> if I'd have fell today on that cement, I would have been. Who's today is feeling beat up? The devil has been playing his game, and you're getting tired of it. Who's getting beat up? I don't know about you. I'm hoping today we're going to feel much better about all this, okay? So I'm going to go into a section of Scripture that I absolutely love. It's 1 Peter. Everybody say, 1 Peter. Peter. You guys did pretty good here. Chapter 1, verse 3 to 9. We're only going to, that's it. In this short burst of God's Word. And I'm going to, I'm going to start by saying this. If you are open today... And believe that what is going to be spoken on his word, you're going to receive that today. It will set you free. It will set you free. God's word will never destroy you. It's not meant to. It's meant to encourage you and to build you up. And by it, you will be set free. Now about you, who here feels a little beat up? How many people want set free? Let the word of God do it in you today. Open your hearts today and receive it. We're going to go into it. I even picked a beautiful picture. Can you imagine what Christ Jesus, oh, in the presence of him. 1 Peter 1.3, all praise to God. 
we can just stop right there. All praise to God. All. The word all tends to pop out in Scripture all the time. And I don't know about you, when it does, stop and meditate. When he says all praise, what do you consider praise? All praise unto God. Him alone. Nothing else deserves the kind of praise that he deserves at all. Now, you can be happy and rejoice on many things. You can be happy about something going your way, or you can go out to the car. I remember this story. I've got to tell you this story. This is incredible. I was talking to a pastor just, mm, when was that? That was just Friday, and he told me this story. His wife was pulling out of a gas station, and when she pulled out, this car did not, did not see her and was coming right for her. She saw it coming. Do you, ever, do you ever see a car coming and you're thinking, this is not going to be good. This is not a good story. This does not have a good ending. She saw that car coming, and as she just kind of, you know, scared because she was getting ready for impact, all of a sudden she, she, she hears a punk in, in, in the side, you know, and, and the car just went off to the side like this, and all of her stuff in the back of the seat went flying this way. We're thinking, not good. Do you know that when she got out of the car, she, the guy took off. Now, the story can get a lot worse, right? Can a lot worse. The guy took off, didn't even stay. She got the license plate, but still, you know, this note. And so she's thinking, oh. So she calls the police. The police comes over, and, and he, she says, well, she explains the whole story. He's ready to see the damage. Hey, proof of damage. Everything's there. He goes around the car, looks at the car, and it has, you know, the salt. You ever seen the salt? <laughs> Don't you guys love the salt? <laughs> I, I love the salt on the sidewalk when it's slippery. It'd been nice when I walked out of the house today. You know, there's salt. I don't like salt on the car. Do you know, she, her whole car is covered with the salt, you know? There's not one dent, not one, The salt wasn't even disturbed. Now, let me tell you something. That's impossible. Let me tell you again. That is absolutely impossible. Not for God. You see, this, this is amazing. How God can come and show himself mighty, even in the midst of it. There's not, the cop said, I'm sorry, I can't even, I can't even file anything. I can't even put, because I have to see damage. I must see damage to file a report. I can't do anything. There's nothing wrong with your car. There's not even a scratch. There's not even a dent. There's not even a movement of the salt. I don't even know where he hit you. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, God's favor is good. He's good to us. Isn't he? Just in a little thing. Give everything to him. This one, all praise to God. Give him all praise when he does it. He deserves all of it, all the time. God, we praise you for what you did in Mary's life. Not one single dent, all for your glory. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Who here in this house knows what it means about being born again? Your spirit was dead. My spirit was dead. And because I said yes to him, he says, no more, you're alive. Breath of fresh air into my body. 
and I became born again. Fine, we are born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. We now live in great expectation. Let me, I like that song. You ever hear that song, Great Expectation? Oh, gets me stirred up. That's a good song. Why? Because I expect, not that I'm arrogant, not, not because I deserve anything, that you don't deserve anything, because I know it's mine. He promised me. See, when the Father promised me something, I don't go to him and say, you promise. I go, it's promised. How many people expect? Anybody here facing something? You're tired and beat up? Expect. Expect. Great expectations. Called the living hope. Translations call it the living hope. It's called hope thriving. It's thriving in you. It's life. Why? Because you're born again. Born again means that everything God does in you, it becomes alive. The word of God becomes alive. You can hear scripture and it bursts into something new. Seeds are planted. Life is given. Hope is ignited. And we can see things so clearly because of great hope. Why? Great expectation. Who expects today? Who expects today? You see, God loves you and he will do what he promised. His, the Father always promises. All we got to do is just expect. I expect. Thank you, Lord, for that. First Peter also says this in 4 and 5. And we have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. I don't bet that's good stuff. Who here is a hoarder? <laughs> Nobody in the side. None, none of you do any. Oh, Eric. Oh, thank you. My wife would call me one, too. Any, huh? Well, I just ask him. That's all I said. Who in here? Okay, I'll do the side. How many people in here feel that they might hold on to things more than they should? That's nicely said. I didn't call you a hoarder because we've seen hoarders on TV. Right. You remember that hoarder thing, that movie thing? <laughs> That's scary. Okay. Okay, we have a few over here. We have a few over here. Why do we do that? We hang on to things, right? We keep things. And then here's the greatest thing. When you need them, they're not found. I thought I did well in organizing. I still don't. I was looking at things the other day, and I could not find it. You know how frustrating that is when you know you have it? Man. And so we get bigger places. Oh, I, I said, no, honey, we need to move into a place that has more storage. That's to solve our problem. Don't you think? You know, I think that's why the good Lord moved us into a house that's 1860. It has no closet. <laughs> the basement, I can't use the basement because I've got a running river down there. I have frogs, whatever you need. I might even put a bass down there and eat them later. You know what I'm saying? So this is the house we're in. I think the Lord did that. He said, we, <laughs> we prayed. He said, Jesus, if this is the house you want for us, we'll make it a house of prayer. That's what we said. I said, if this is the place, he said, yes, it is for you, Jim. <laughs> We're going to fix you. We're going to move you into a place that you can't store anything. So <laughs> I store things downstairs. I thought, yes, mold. So I had to throw everything out. Bible calls it, yeah. <laughs> stuff that's good stuff. You know what I'm saying? You can't throw something that's good away. Because you, as soon as you take something apart, you say, I don't need that right now, but I could need that later. Someone know what I'm thinking here? I could need this later, and when you need it later, you can't find it. 
So my wife went through this. I get to tell them, you went through this ordeal just a couple weeks ago. And she said, that's going, that's going, that's going, that's going, that's going, that's going. You had all their kids clean up their, clean up their bedrooms. We're going to clean up everything. We're going to throw it out. It's not even spring. Okay, so it's not spring cleaning. And just got it, threw everything downstairs in this one section. And we waited. And we we're going to give it all away because you can't throw it out. At least I feel better giving it away. So someone else can say, I might need that someday. <laughs> I'm going to put that away. But we give it all away, and I felt really good because the house is starting to look a little bit better each day until, until I did my shower project. But anyway, let's go something. Let's get back to the Word. <laughs> there is inheritance in heaven. How many people trust in that? How many people believe that when you put your hands to the things of God, the good things of God, God stores things up for you? There is a place in heaven when you do things unto Jesus. When you do things for Jesus, he says, thank you. And he takes that and he's rewarding you. He keeps track of everything. He's a much better, he, I'm not going to call Jesus hoarder. That wouldn't be good. But his hoarding, his way is the best because he remembers everything you do. Every single thing that you do, he knows. Everything you tried, you're best at doing. Jesus, I'm doing for this. And your evaluation was like, it didn't work, Lord. It didn't work. It didn't work. You didn't hear me, Lord. And, and I did it for you, and I failed again. He says, no, you didn't. Here's your reward. You don't even know it yet. That's affected five people, and you evaluated it totally wrong. You see, the face you're in right now, the trouble you're in right now, God says, it's a trial. It's a trial. You're burned up, burned out tired and he says no i'm storing up a reward for you because you have your eyes on me and you're trusting me and when you do that i keep track of everything so when you're faced with something just know one thing jesus sees it totally different than you do he doesn't evaluate it you do he sees the whole picture he says that's something that's a great reward and you give him it zero he says don't do that and i love this and through your faith god is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation mm, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see jesus is coming back soon on that day he comes back all people will know the things you fought for the things you said this is right no matter what you say this may not be this may not be culturally correct this may not be said the way you want it to but what i knew to be true is true and i know i'm right how many people on that day will rejoice when Jesus comes back and says, you've been right. Here's rewards. Here's what you get. Because you've been faithful. Faith is the key to unlock that. How many people want more faith today? I do. I want more faith today. I want to trust in God more because I know what he's doing is far better than what I'm doing. I may be stuck in a rut right now. I may not be able to see clearly, but I trust the Lord and his work. I trust it. On a day, one day, the last day when he comes back, all to see and not that i would need to prove to anybody i'm not going to care at that point <laughs> really i'm not going to say george george remember what i said i didn't mean to say you george i know i don't want to confuse you george i didn't mean to pull you up there in that i just said the word but when you look at things and you say evaluate things and all of a sudden none of that matters anymore because you're in the face of jesus you're not going to evaluate things anymore like that but get this there's rewards being set up for you the day last day is coming by faith. How many people want faith going? How many? I want to rise up in me today. I want faith. I want higher levels of faith. Let's go on. First Peter then says this. So be truly glad 
there is wonderful joy ahead, even through, even though, I'm sorry, you have to endure many trials for a little while. Now, I highlighted that in, in dark. It stands right out of Scripture. I want you to know something. There's not one child of God that he loves dearly that has not gone through some trials. There's not one in this house today, if you haven't yet in your walk with Jesus, your trial is going to come. God says, I must test with fire your faith. And here's the thing. Don't be afraid. So every time you're faced with this and every time you're thinking, ah, I don't know if I can do this. God wants you to know right now he's walking with you hand in hand. He says, whatever trial you come, I'm allowing it to come. What you see in your own eyes, you're thinking you're getting beat up, but I'm with you. And I want you to trust in me. Trials will definitely reveal your faith. Faith untested is not real faith. He's going to test it. It's fine. I, but that stands out. Even though you have to endure, even though you have to endure, I don't know about you, I, it must hurt the Father's heart who longs for us to have us go through things. Can't imagine what he feels. He said, I know I, I, have to, I have to allow, I have to allow them to endure because I know at the end of this, their faith will be tested. And through this, they'll grow strong. <coughs> that they'll know how to lift up their shields of faith. See, often faith, see, to receive Christ, you do it by faith. Listen to me. When trouble comes your way, when you first find Jesus, isn't that wonderful? Faith rises. By faith, you receive him as your Lord and Savior. Nothing else matters. But after that, let faith grow. Let it grow up. Okay, everybody put, a, everybody put their right hand out like this. I know it sounds silly. <laughs> it won't in a minute. Now, don't do this against your wife and husband at times, okay? Got my faith up against you. No, we're not doing it against each other. Shields often were attached to the right arm. Shields were fastened. And so what they would do is this, to protect themselves. These shields were heavy and strong. I want you to visualize something. Obviously, you can put your hands down, sorry. Everybody's shoulders going like this. <laughs> You didn't give me a signal. Okay. So here's the thing, though. The Bible says we have a shield of faith. Faith is important, isn't it? Works without faith is dead. Faith is very important. We know that faith is mentioned here through faith. So we know this much. It's important. So when you get to a place, how you rear that faith up is done by what? H how do you, do you simply just go mm, like this? Do you just lift up the, up, up the shield going, I have faith? You can claim it, right? I have faith. How do you have faith? Faith comes by, and by hearing the, okay. So we know that if we're going to rear up a faith shield in faith, that we have to do it in where? Something's going to make a connection. If we've been putting words of God in our hearts, we've been sewing them in our hearts, been tablets in our hearts, then what we need to do is this and this have to, have to come together. You see, that's how you do this. See, when you think things, it's got to go along with what God's word says is true. And when those two things come together, he said, no, 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 that thinking's not right. The right thing is what I know that God's word is true, which means I can't just say I have faith, do I? 
Okay, the devil never stops. Let's just say right now, the devil never stops what he does. His fiery darts are every single day. His fire will come in a way that's when you don't least expect it. And one of our problems is this. It's our thinking that allows that dart to come through because the thinking of our mind doesn't line up to what's written in your heart. So if you're, first of all, if you're not reading God's word, there's nothing in the heart. So you've got to read God's word to get it in there. But then this and this have to get together for you to deflect the bullets or the darts. Make sense? So when the devil goes, okay, this is my opportunity, and he throws something at you, you've got a choice. You've got a choice to rear that faith up, to bring it up in front of you. Because isn't it, isn't it amazing? The more you do this, the more you understand what that connection is. Ah, that's not going to work. No, because God's word says, greater is he that's in me than you in the world. You see, when you're ready and you say, that doesn't line up, what you do is this. And the devil's like, mm, he just got his face up. I can't get through to him. I can't get in the mind. I can't get in there. I can't get his thinking. I can't work this thing. I'm going to try something else. Maybe, maybe this will work over here. Throw it this way. You go, nope. No weapon formed against me will prosper. You've you got to be ready to, to rear up your shield. You see? And that's what's amazing. The belt of truth, the shield of faith, it works together. And you know when something comes. That doesn't line up. So who here is getting beat up? That means what you're thinking, someone is winning. Somebody is winning in your thinking. You see, the, the Bible never says we have been conquered by the enemy. And so what happens, we're like, God, we are more than conquerors. So those, more than conquerors, more than conquerors. You see, when faith matches and when faith is reared up that means this mind of mine is thinking the way that christ would think i have the mind of christ it fits his word and now i may have something to come in against me but it has no way in you know it can't get into me i am not beat up you're bringing on things that i don't understand but i stand in faith and what i stand on is a foundation that's built on christ and him alone you know, I'm not stumbling around. You can't push me. You can come and you can torment me. Paul says this is a messenger of Satan. Come to me every single day. Lord, would you take it away? He says, no, my grace will be sufficient to you. And so I'm not, okay, I might get pushed around a little bit. My thinking is going to be clear thinking on my foundation that I stand on. Faith rises up when I think correctly. And I know this is his promise. How many people want to know a promise to what you're facing right now? You see, what you need to do in your being beat up is write down what it is that's trying to get your thinking off track. Why am I thinking this way? And I want you to find a scripture that finds definite opposition. This doesn't work with God's word. And then I want you to stand on it. And I want you to use it in faith. Is it true? You ask the question, is God's word true? Yes or no? What part of it? All. All. So when he leads you in an instruction of his word, he is going to prepare you to raise up faith in times of need. Great faith. You're not tired. You will not grow weary. You will not faint. He will raise us up wings as eagles. You see, we must trust. How many people trust in God? Do we trust? How many people trust his word? 
okay, let's learn how to stand on it. Tell the devil to go where he needs to go. This is the time you can swear. The devil can go to hell. You guys got to stand on his word. There's nothing is greater than his word, is there? These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on a day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. <laughs> so your faith, even when you say, I'm tired and I don't know what to do and I feel alone at times, but you're standing on what you know is true. Glory, praise, and honor are coming your way. God will never forget you. He's walking with you, absolutely. When you're clear thinking, you stand on him. You say, I'm standing on it. Nothing's going to persuade me any other way than what I know is true. Even when you're tired, Jesus keeps track. And when he comes back in his glory, you're going to get praise, glory, and honor by the king. That's the great hope. So, how many people beat up in here today? I'm not proving you wrong in your thinking, but this, you've got to realize. What we put our minds to, the lines with what is in our heart, we can, we can stand up and shout for God is good and his plans for us. It's not over yet. It's going to get better. First Peter 1 Peter 1.8.9 says this. You love him even though you have never seen him. How many people love Jesus today? I don't have to see him. Though Stephen being stoned to death said, the heavens opened up, he saw Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Though he saw him, I don't have to see him to believe. Jesus says, blessed are those who, can see, who have not seen and yet believe. You believe today? Do you have to see him to know? I say no, we don't. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be what? Will be what? Salvation for your souls. The greatest reward ever given to earth is salvation of your soul. The greatest gift. Greatest thing that God could ever do to his children on earth. Greatest in all aspects. Greater than healing. Greater than any miracle of any kind. The greatest is the salvation of your soul. Isn't that good? Mike, isn't that good? His word is so good. That's reward for trusting him. Who trusts in Jesus today? Okay. Who here is feeling beat up? Okay. Here's what we need to do right now. Let's get our mind on Christ and him alone. Let's get it off of that issue right now because that issue is nothing for him. In regards to your soul, your soul is saved and set free. Now we just got to get this mind to cooperate, cooperate mind to what I know is true in my heart. Now, who's standing on a word? Who got, who's received a word now for that compl complication in your life? That little mountain in your life right now. Something has come your way. It's getting you beat up. You're getting tired from it. But we're not going to have that any longer. What I want you to do right now, if you've got your Bible with you, you should always have your word on you, even if it's digital. Isn't that awesome? The Bible's on digital now. 
Find a word and ask Jesus today. Jesus, what is my word today? What is the one that I'm facing? What is that time I feel beat up and I know that he can't have that from me? I'm not going to allow the, the, the devil to do this to me. What is my word today? As you go to his word, allow one to come your way. Know that that is going to come in complete opposition to the way you're thinking. It's going to go complete and opposite. Lord, I don't want He will bring understanding to it. Find your word right now. Find your word to your complication. And then stand. learn how to stand and say there's nothing that's going to come my way. Opposite of what God's promise is. His promise is yes and amen. Now, trials will come to test that faith. Trials of fire will come and it's going to purify gold. It's coming your way. Trials are coming your way. And I want you to know this. There was a word spoken over this house just a few weeks ago. I'm going to share this because it's very important. I don't want anybody here to not know that your faith will be tried. Will it not? So every one of us in this house must know this. I have faith today, absolutely. Most of you are going to raise your hand. If not all, you're going to raise your hand and say, I get faith. It will be tried. Vision came to this church, said this, that there's going to be a great wave that's going to hit this church. Now we're thinking, wave of God, that'd be awesome. It's not. It's a wave that's dark, wave that's deep, and a lot of water is going to hit from this stage, and it's going to hit hard, and it's going to go out away from here. So it tells me, so what's done on the stage is what? We do what? We praise God. What In music and unity, all of us come to praise God. And what else is done? The word of God is preached from here. This is the two areas that he's going to attack from, our praise and our word. I don't know about you. He's not going to take my praise. Is he going to take yours? No. He's, even in the midst of the trial that you're in right now, he cannot take your praise. The wave is coming. He's going to try to take away your praise, first of all. And then he's going to try to take your word. He's going to try to steal the seed that's planted in you. Maybe you say, well, I'm just too busy to get to the word. Don't listen to the lie. He's here to steal the word. Because he knows what the word can do in you. So when the wave comes, what deflects this is a shield of faith in the vision the wave come and it hit this stage and it came with a mighty and it came out from here and it says those who stood with their shield stood firm come on. they were not washed away but those who did not have their shield of faith up and ready were washed away now I'm telling you this for this reason I don't want anybody here washed away for any reason. But you will be tested and tried. Your faith will be tested and tried. Now something's coming. I don't know what it looks like. It may be a personal thing on every person's platform or their home. I don't know. But who in here is going to stand for what you know is truth? 